Welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we're playing every single Wii U game in random ass order. And this week, we're racing carts and breaking hearts, and 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 also uh, attempting to make farts. Um, that's those are all the three things that we're doing today. So uh, my name is Steve Gunley. Hello, I'm Woody Siskowski. In the spirit of Charles Dickens, <laughs> was the best of times, was the worst of times, and we're here podcasting about it with a slightly I, how how many times does a guest have to appear before they stop being a special guest uh i don't know i think she's going to continue to be special oh like, okay. i think i think she just gets to automatically be special. so we are here you and i are not special oh, oh no like, question about this yeah we're never special but our, our special guest today returning from uh, so long ago already last week we had to have her back it's lindsey pennington I know. It's just I see you far too often now. It's a problem. It's a problem, frankly. Uh, uh, I have issues with your face and that whole deal. So, yeah, knock it off. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> I just think that must mean that I'm really attractive. That's got to be the problem. That's got to be the problem. But we're excited to have you back. We we're, uh, we're talking some okay. kart racing games today, and we really couldn't have a kart racing game without Lindsay on board. She's the local kart racing, uh, let's say, tyrant. Uh, I, I mean, word? I was going to say fan, fanatic was going to work, but yeah. I like tyrant. Tyrant. Yeah, that I, sounds right. I don't get to be a bully very often. It's true. And you savor the moments when you do. You you are kind of our kart racer uh, uh, pro. You, you, you play you play a shitload of Mario Kart. She's play. like the character in like an inspirational sports story mm. who's like pushes the protagonist into the mud and is like, you'll never be a grade son. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Lindsay. With and then the at the Mario end of the Kart. movie after the, you'll win her respect and she'll be like. But it's also I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think it's worked. Yes. Because yeah. Steve, mm -hmm. Steve, you did really well today. I kicked your ass today in, Aww, in Hello Kitty it's Racers. Adorable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, this is this is how she talks to me because uh, uh, Mario Kart, like she will absolutely own me all day long. But apparently, the games that I excel at are the two games we're talking about today. First one is Sonic and All Star Racing Transformed. I think that's the correct title. There might be a Sega There's in there. So many. Yeah, Lindsay, grab the box. This title ways that that title could be better. Because, yeah, it's Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Yes. It's not Sonic All-Star Racing. No, it's which Sonic is not and a great title, but is much better. And I, I, I think the first game was called Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing, but, like, there's non-Sega characters in this, so they had to remove that, I think. Okay. So I could be wrong about that. The other game we're playing also has a confusing title. It's Hello Kitty Cruisers with Sanrio Friends. That's the full title of this. You could just call it Hello Kitty Cruisers with a K, whatever you choose. <laughs> I mean, but these, those are our two games. We're playing racing games These today. games are kind of very similar in a lot of respects and also kind of like nightmarish mirror images of each other. It is. It's like the upside down version of, of <laughs> yeah. each other. Like, yeah, yeah. There's the light and dark here that we're going to be playing with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's too... You know, I think you can make the argument that both of these are just kind are of the direct, greatest games ever made. I mean, easily, but they're both kind of like direct ripoffs of something, you know. And the lack of originality uh, in this case has to become kind of like a moot point because both of these are just completely are, unoriginal on their faces. Are all kart racers ripoffs? I mean, like, it, it, are all squares rectangles? This is that kind of question. It's like, one of those. Yeah, are all hot dog sandwiches or, or any hot dog sandwiches? I don't know. What's the question there? Yeah, I, I, I guess the question is, what was the first? Uh, no, I mean, you well, know, I mean Mario Kart. Mario right? Kart was the yeah. first, but is Donk is Diddy Kong Racing a ripoff of Mario Kart? I if mean, it does yes. enough of its own thing, but you know, I don't know. Either way, that's that's what we're talking about. But before we do, uh, what is everyone else playing right now? What do you, what are we playing? What's what's going on that aren't these games? All right, I'm excited. Yeah, you wanted to talk. About I want to talk about something. Every so often, you encounter a piece of media that's like, I feel like the person who made this was like hiding in my basement or reading my journals of things that I wanted mm. um, in terms of this person seems to hit, tick so many boxes of what I'm looking for. Um, this particular game is actually not even me, but I'm on behalf of my mom. Mm. I played a game called, and I'm late to this party. I know that this got much critical acclaim many years ago, by which I mean three, four, four, five. Yeah. Right. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch 
Yes. Which is a game. So if you know my mom, which you don't because you're probably just a listener to this podcast and you like probably have not spent as much time with her as I have, which would be weird. It would be weird. If you have spent more time with my mom than I have, it's true. write in and or don't write in. I don't want to know about it. I mean, it'll um, just be your dad. Yeah, yeah. that's true. My dad's or not your a older listener. brother. Yeah. Um, but this, my mom is into three things. This is what my mom spends time thinking about mm. um, genealogy. Mm hmm. Strange deaths of children. Ooh, wow! Okay. And we, she spent four. She's lived on Orcas Island for forty years. Okay, which is where this game takes place. Oh, I a, forgot that a overlook mansion on Orcas Island, um, which is definitely not a place that exists. And they're one of the characters in this game gets hit by a train. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, as someone who grew up on Orcas Island, taint no train on Orcas yeah, Island. How are you getting the train so, out there? Yeah. Is it just like one of the little trains, like at the fair, that just goes around? Oh, there around is the actually island? a little train. There was like oh, a millionaire's what... property who had this little train that went around this big property, and you <laughs> get on it one, and then. ride. Yeah, um, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't quite play like that. Um, but this is a super cool like narrative game. Um, it's very short. Um, you just kind of walk around this abandoned, um, bizarrely Tim Burton-esque house with mm-hmm. full of like different secret passages, and you play through the history of how your family tree, uh, how all these members died. And it's some of the segments are like really impressive and poignant, and they all have sort of different gameplay uh, cycles. And it's just a really, really cool thing. And like I said, I know yeah. I'm late to the party here, but I'm going to make a valiant attempt to get my mother to play this game. Um, it is essentially only a one-button game. Yeah. If she can move a mouse and click the keyboard in four directions, which may be a reach, but it's sometimes you're like, okay, if there's any game on Earth that you should play, this is it. That's very... So, mo- yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I mean, it's a fantastic game. It's a very emotionally moving, very sad, very funny, very uh, creative game. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I love that game. So, I, recommended I, for all, but especially recommended for my mom. Okay, so, all right. Have you told her this independently? I have, or is this I have how not. I am okay. going to tell her after I'm done here today. Okay, perfect. I, I perfect. wanted I wanted the listeners to, I wanted you guys to hear it first. All all relationship topics involving my mom come to Steve and Lindsay first. We check it out. <laughs> yeah. We make sure it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can pass it and on. And I can pass it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, are you playing anything new right now? Uh, well, since I was only here last week, mm-hmm. I can say that I finished uh, my first playthrough of House of Ashes. Oh, cool. Uh, I really did enjoy it. It has a really interesting take on things, and there are parts of it that normally when introduced into a game or a movie, I get really annoyed about Hmm. and I don't want to spoil it. So I'm not going to say it, but it was really well done. The quick time events were still really well done, but I will say with house of ashes this time, uh, I think it was the easiest of the three. Okay. Um, because I was able to keep people alive a lot (laughs) easier. I don't know if that makes it easier, but it definitely Hmm. felt like it was more story driven and less of the uh, crazy insanity. So I love Little Hope a little bit more because of it. But okay. Um, so I finished that and then I just bought a whole bunch of games on Steam for a computer I don't have yet. <laughs> oh, perfect. Because I want to play The Medium, mm-hmm. which is a game that just came out recently only on PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. And I was like, well, what's easier to get right now? Probably my computer. (laughs) Yeah, probably building a new machine from scratch is easier. Well, I mean, I'm going to get my friends to help. But I was like, I don't know what any of these parts are because I haven't played a computer game since Windows 95. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you you, you kind of tapped out on King's Quest. I I mean, in all of those. Yeah. Not just King's Quest. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> also Space Quest. And Leisure Suit Larry. That's very, yes, that's right. You're a, you're a Larry head. I forgot about that. Once she set love for sale, there was no point in continuing on. <laughs> exactly. But she went on yeah. that cruise ship adventure to get laid. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. She's still out there somewhere. Uh, no. So, I mean. Well, isn't love for sale like Leisure Suit Larry 7 or something? Oh, I, I could not there's, there's tell you. There's definitely a cruise ship one that I think is the last one. No, the cruise ship one is like the first or second game. Not not even kidding. All right, write in I and tell Lindsay one, she's a doofus. The first one is uh, Land of the Lounge Lizards. Okay. I know that one. 
Well, the eighth one is Magna Cum Laude, and that's on PlayStation, Mm -hmm. and you play as his nephew in college. Right. But just to be clear, that's the Leisure Suit Larry reboot, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is not part of the original series. No, and we care very deeply about the LSL We only care about, like, games where you play as Larry... What's Laffer. Larry, Larry Laffer. Laffer with two Fs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's hilarious. Uh, anything else is not in canon. No, it definitely is not. Um, for me, uh, I'm still playing Far Cry playing 6. Playing through all the Leisure Suit Larry games. <laughs> playing through all the Leisure Suit Larrys coming soon to Patreon. Uh, yeah, I won't make God, you do no, that. No, no. I will not make you do that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm still playing through Far Cry 6. Uh, I'm I'm uh, getting on board with this game's wavelength. Uh, it's clearly not trying to be super serious because... Uh, Danny Trejo just showed up as himself. Of course. Uh, so, you I mean, know, is there any other role that Danny Trejo plays? Uh, there is no role that Danny Trejo refuses. Uh, I will say that. So he showed up in that. I'm still playing Resident Evil 4. Someday we're VR. just going to get an ironic piece of content that's just Snoop Dogg and Danny Trejo just sitting there looking at you. Yeah. And being like, hey, it's us. You know, and then like Christopher Walken comes in and waves. And it's just like, <laughs> just like very low energy. Just like, hey, we, we don't have lines or anything. Yeah. We're just we're just hanging you out. You just know that when we show up, it's funny. Just yeah. intrinsically. No, everyone's everyone's happy hey, that we're here. Hey, look back there. It's Jeff Goldblum. You oh, know, hey, it's yeah. just ah, uh, ah, uh, hi. Uh, yeah. uh, I I found a way. Yeah, my my Goldblum sounds like Hank Hill. I just realized that. that's good oh, though. Yeah, both oh. classic characters. God damn it, dinosaurs! <laughs> um, yeah, so playing RE4 on VR, playing uh, Far Cry 6 on PS4, and minor spoiler for our Patreon episode that came out a couple days ago, I'm still playing one of the games that we played on Patreon. I'm playing Legacy of Cain Defiance. Uh, still playing through it. Uh, that you know, None of the other Legacy of Cain games really blew me away. But They didn't uh, sink our, their fangs into us. They did not. They mostly just sucked. No, they didn't suck. But either way, uh, this one uh, really is working for me, and I'm having fun playing through it. So Legacy of Cain Defiance on Xbox. I'm enjoying that. Uh, Lindsay's preparing a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> on the She's lineage. She's still deep in the Actually, Leisure Suit Larry. Can we get Kathy in here for the genealogy on <laughs> yeah. Leisure Suit Larry? So I, I just, we're both right. Because oh, in Leisure Suit Larry 2, he goes on a cruise ship. But Leisure Suit Larry 7 is called Love for Sale, and it's based on a cruise ship. So I hate to say it, but we're both right. Oh, Okay. Well, well I, you even hate to admit that we're both right. Like yeah, that's, that's the, how competitive you are. That's a like preferable outcome. Where's yeah. the magnanimity? I mean, where, <laughs> are, where are you coming? You from? just you're just sad that you don't get to gloat and hold it over me, even <laughs> though I was really more right. Um, <laughs> also, were either of you invested in this argument? No, we were, were not. Were and we, really... I'm going to apologize before I hand the mic back to Lindsay for wasting the listeners' valuable, <laughs> valuable time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't going to be an argument, and now it is. That's how things evolve. Because this is how we did it on the on Ultra sixty four. We always argued about who was right, and I mean, honestly, you usually were. So that is why I will take this, but I'm still sad about it. There's her being magnanimous. That's yeah. She's. she's I, I will be happy that you with were that. usually right. All right, in the and past. she's admitting that she is sad about it. It's so a new era. It's now. a win win for me. All right. All right. Moving on to things that people actually tune into the show for, <laughs> besides Lindsay and I bickering. Uh, leisure suit, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that should be your Halloween costume next there year. Is. That's it from now on. Steve and I can on. be your bodacious babes. No, TJ wants me to be Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil. Oh, good call. Okay, you're just tall to be enough. clear. TJ is Lindsay's pet. Yes, yes. (laughs) She talks to him. He tells her to do things. I'm really glad he doesn't listen to this. (laughs) I don't care if he listens. I just want him to download it. Uh, All right, let's talk about our first game today. That is Sonic and All-Star Racing Transformed. God, I hate that title. Released November 18th, 2012, making this a launch game. I never came up with a jingle, but we're doing noises every time. Uh, this was developed by Sumo Digital and published by Sega. And it was also you released... You mean Sega. Uh, pretty sure I mean Sega. <laughs> There's no right answer. <laughs> this is a situation we are both right. Yeah, we are yeah. both right. Everyone's right. Uh, this was also released on PS3, 360, Windows, Vita, 3DS, iOS, and Android. So you know what? You can get it. Mm-hmm. You can get it. It's around. Uh, Sumo Digital, they were founded in 2003 by four former execs from Infogram, our old buddies, uh, the French publisher that went out of business Made after a some... a ton of N64 games that weren't very good. And uh, there were a ton more that they left on the cutting room floor because they tried to expand too quickly, and like the balloon, they popped. 
they quickly established a relationship with Sega, developing games in their uh, Virtua Tennis and OutRun series for when those were brought back. Uh, they showed a propensity for racing games in particular, and they worked with a couple of major studios on ports of games like Forza and Colin McRae's Rally, so racing, racing people like those. Uh, they've also worked on some bigger franchises for other companies, including uh, Crackdown Three for Microsoft. He's crack- Did they just stop making Crackdowns? I think like, three, I remember that like I mean, people liked that Crackdown ago. Three. Yeah, that that one and, wasn't that long ago. Oh, it wasn't okay. That, that was like three or four years ago. Oh, so okay. I'm, 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 my crackdown. brain is still in the initial Crackdown phase. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I've never played it. Um, they also you developed could Jump really high. Oh, this like is all I know. Really high. They also developed the game Sackboy for the PS5 for Sony, which is like an individual platformer based on the little big planet guy. Did you not? Lindsay's laughing like <laughs> she's Lindsay's Lindsay, Lindsay over it. here. Like, uh, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a little burlap sack man from, from Little Big Planet. Okay, that's cute. Yeah. I, I was just, it sounded, it could, it, you can take that the wrong way. Let's <laughs> just can't. say. I mean, it's right there. It's on the table. Um, yeah, so Summa Digital, they seem to be going strong. They got branches in several countries, and uh, they made this game that we're talking about now. I mean, now. they better be going strong. You you don't succeed in the world of Sumo if you ain't oh, strong. No, you got to have momentum. Yeah. You got to have size. You got to use your weight. Um, okay, so we're talking today about a Sega-themed racing game, and so I wanted to take a look back at other Sonic racing games because this has been attempted before. I mean, it feels like a very natural fit. Sonic right? is all about going fast, and most racing games are about going fast. Yeah, we I mean, found an exception <laughs> yeah. today, but uh, yeah, but I mean, he does seem like a natural fit for that kind of game, but it's just uh, they've had a really hard time getting this kind of concept off the ground. The first attempt was in 1994, the Game Gear game Sonic Drift, uh, and it got a sequel, Sonic Drift 2, a year later. Does you drive around in a car in that? You do. You drive around in a car. Yeah. It's basically just a direct one-to-one Super Mario Kart ripoff. Well, for Game kinda, Gear, for like, game that's kind of cool. No, it looked good. I think we should do the next series with all the Game Gear games. Oh, God. Kill me. <laughs> kill me. You and I are the only ones with Game Gears at I this think, point. I think we might be the only ones now left in the world yeah and gears that still work i mean that game looked it looked pretty good for the time it only has four racers and like three tracks so it's extremely limited how much fun you can get out of it but like it looked pretty good uh but i mean the game gear was not a big hit and not a lot of people played these um I would say even fewer played the next game, which was Sonic R. And that game came out in arcades and on Saturn in 1997. It's actually the only Saturn-exclusive Sonic game, weirdly. Uh, so that game, it played to the character's strengths. And this seems like the natural way to do a Sonic racing game. It's a foot race game. Yeah, I mean, well, that is the, the intrinsic goofiness about this, is, like, why is Sonic driving around in a car? Right. Because, like... The Dreamcast Sonics, you're running around in a city, and you are much faster than all the cars. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We we all saw the movie. He outruns many a car, and he, so he the idea. the Flash. Yeah, could Superman outrun Sonic? Could could the Flash outrun Superman? I don't know. These are oh, these damn. are the questions. Oh man, it's a it's a rock paper scissors. But thing. yeah, they're like, all right, we got to slow him down, I guess, by putting him in this cool blue Corvette. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Sonic R, like, that's the right way to do it. But apparently, they didn't do it very. Right, it's very it's, it's very clunky. It's a clunky. It's hard to control. It it's weirdly like the graphics look pretty good for a Saturn game. Well, but if it's you're very not clunky, what happens is if you're not moving fast, the game essentially controls like a 3D Sonic game. Oh, where yeah. you oh, are, can move in all directions and it takes a long time to get your momentum going. Yeah. So like it works okay when you're actually going fast, but then you hit something and it all craps out. So after this, there was not another racing game in the series until 2006 with the release of Sonic Riders, which was a, a, a hoverboard racing game. Uh, got kind of a mediocre reception, but it also got two sequels because it's Sonic. Yeah, because people buy Sonic games, I guess. Um, <laughs> And uh, it wasn't until 2010 Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing uh, that the formula really kind of clicked into place. So it, it definitely directed... What, what uh, was that game out on? Was that a PS3 game? Uh, that, PS3, yeah. It, was, that it was another one that was like on okay. everything. Yeah. Uh, now, again, it apes Mario Kart pretty directly, but this time it's swapping out Sega characters instead of Nintendo characters. I will... And like, they're bringing in different franchises, so it's kind of the Smash Brothers approach to it. And I will say, like even though it's easy to say, oh, it's just a Mario Kart knockoff, I think that it's actually kind of a hybrid because one of the best racing games that Sega ever made was F-Zero GX, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which, I don't know, it's from 2004 maybe. Yeah, um, for GameCube. Or the, for GameCube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that game is like super fast and really exciting and very challenging. And I do think that... And these, it is like, a, it's a Nintendo-Sega co-production, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. game's really good. That's one of my favorite GameCube games. Um, but it's... 
this Sonic Racing game feels like a hybrid of that. Yeah. Because this game is definitely faster than Mario Kart. Oh, definitely. Which, which goes much, a long much way. faster. And there's lots of, lots of boosts and sort of feelings of being kind of out of control. Yeah, and it had a couple of like uh, unique features in this that were uh, that would later be adopted by the Mario Kart series, like the the kind of rock paper scissors style of using weapons and like defensive weapons and offensive weapons has kind of been adopted to, by uh, Mario Kart, and kind of just the sense of like going everywhere around the track. Like yeah. the newest Mario Kart, there's like those crystals where you sort of get anti gravity and you're going mm-hmm. up on the wall and stuff. Yeah, the, this these this game is definitely like all areas of the track you just might end up on at any time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like Mario Kart 8 took a page from that. Like, the idea of transforming into different vehicles and going into the air and underwater, that happened by Mario Kart 7, which was before this. But it's still, like, it, it's a pretty cool way to approach it. I mean, so this game, it had a lot of, like, racing bona fides working behind the scenes. So Sumo, they hired uh, members from the development teams from a whole bunch of, like, racing games that they liked. So... They took Blur, which was the game, I believe, where, like, uh, uh, everything's kind of... Bra- the environments are, like, breaking around you as oh, yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. I think which we've I think talked about here. that and agreed that it sounds neat. It sounds <laughs> neat. I mean, if that's the one... I always forget if it's that one or Split Second. There are okay. two games that you can kind of control the environment like that. Uh, they also brought in people from Project Gotham Racing and Metropolis Street Racer, which were both uh, big for the, the sixth-gen games. And they drew heavily from games like Hydro Thunder, which is not a Sega game, but it is... Uh, you can really feel it in the water sections here. It feels a lot like Hydro Thunder. Uh, so they did have a few DLC characters that were floated and were rejected. So these game these characters were supposed to be in this game, but did, ultimately were not. That includes uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, uh, would have been fun. Vector Man. Yeah. Oh, love Vector Man. No, Rystar. Rystar is in here, but as like a, an NPC. And Rystar is actually great. I love Rystar. Yeah. And Bayonetta. Bayonetta was a, oh. a, up for it for a little bit, but they scrapped all of those. The only one that they uh, ultimately wound up releasing was Ryu from uh, uh, Shenmue. Okay. Uh, so I assume you drive a forklift. I hope you drive <laughs> yeah. a forklift. That'd be great. And Danica Patrick from The Real World. Danica Patrick from The Real Okay, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, the, the the big change over the previous game uh, in this series, this is the sequel, and so the big change over the previous well, confusing, game. Confusing, confusing title. Confusing like, title. Uh, so, uh, for all the layering of the, I'm just going to pile on more on this title, because to say Sonic All-Star Racing Transformed yeah. sounds like it's a remix. Yes. It sounds like, oh, this is like an enhanced port of the game that came out three years ago or whatever. Yeah. But like, no, it's a sequel. There's just like big into the transforming vehicle thing. It's very, very I, confusing. I get the sense, I couldn't find any sales numbers, but I get the sense that this one was kind of a disappointment sales-wise. Okay. And I think I think it's because it just sort of got snuck onto the market. And, and the same, like you said, it's kind of the same problem that people have with the Wii U. People weren't sure, okay, is this a new game or is this just an addition to my older game? Is this the same one again? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it uh, was a bit of a disappointment ultimately. But there was one more game in the series. They simplified the title to just Sonic Team Racing that came out in 2019. Great, great title. That one's just carts. It's not jets or boats or anything like that. It's just carts, pretty straightforward. Okay. And it's it's supposed to be pretty good. That but. seems less interesting than what's going on here. Yeah. Because I feel like my criticism <laughs> and my enthusiasm for this game are one and the same. Yeah. In the sense that there's like chaos. a whole bunch of crud going on in this there's game. There's just so much chaos, yeah. yes. Yeah, so the big the big change over the previous entry is the ability to transform at different points into different vehicles. So you drive through a ring, you turn into a boat, you'll sail on water, drive through another ring, you'll turn into a plane, and you'll fly through the air. So it's a Diddy Kong racing approach, except that you're going to be all three vehicles throughout the single race yeah. instead of choosing one and it, sticking with and it. And they re- pretty much every track has sections in each different vehicle, yeah. and even the tracks change like from lap to lap it's Mm -hmm. like we were playing the skies of arcadia one which the sort of track slowly dissolves over the course of the race and by the end there's barely any track left and so you're just stuck flying in a plane right yeah which is great i i again you you're talking about the chaos of it It, like that's definitely part of the chaos it's just the environments are always changing there's always stuff blowing up and going wrong everywhere um, so yeah, similar to the mechanic that was introduced in Mario Kart 7, there are five different circuits here with five tracks each and similar to Mario lot. Kart, it's like, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Similar to Mario Kart, they're all kind of themed around Sega games. So like, you know, we get a lot of the levels based on characters that are in the game. And then we have others like the house of the dead level or the, there's a Panzer Dragoon level afterburner. 
And it had some really obscure ones like Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg and Burning Rangers, which is like a Sega Saturn yeah. firefighter yeah. RPG. Like, it's weird. It's fun to get like this sort of smash or not necessarily Smash Brothers, but like greatest hits things of Sega. Yeah. Because so many of these franchises are weird and forgotten and it's cool to see them pop up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... I'm kind of glazing over the Sonic bit of it a little bit. This is actually weirdly the first time we've talked about Sonic on this show. Whoa, he's um, a big character. But like, we're going to have other Sonic games to talk about okay. later, and he's just kind of one of a piece here. Um, yeah, I mean, he's your Mario to your Mario Kart. He's yeah. kind of like, I, I found him very actually challenging to play as, like as the default. His control is not very responsive compared here, to Alex Here's Kidd. the trick to this, game, to this game. You start with Knuckles, and you stick with Knuckles yeah. forever, because okay. Knuckles rules. But no, it's, it's exciting to play a game that celebrates Sega. We're a very Nintendo-focused podcast for the most part, but I love Sega. Yeah. I love Sega stuff, and it's always really cool to like find a game that celebrates it, and that's why I really get on board with that kind of uh, uh, idea. And this game is pretty great for that. Um, so I'm going to give a full list of the characters that we have here. We have, from the Sonic the Hedgehog series, we get Sonic, Tails, Eggman, Knuckles, Amy, Shadow, and Metal Sonic. From Super Monkey Ball, we get Ai and Mimi. From Alex Kidd, we get Alex Kidd. <laughs> From Space Channel 5, we get Ula La and Pudding. I don't know who Pudding is. I've never mm-hmm. played that game. Uh, we get Amigo from Samba de Amigo. We get Beat and Gum from Jet Set Radio. BD Joe from Crazy Taxi. Vice from Skies of Arcadia. Knights and Riala from Knights. Uh, Joe Musashi from Shinobi. And Gilius Thunderfoot from Golden Axe. And in addition, we get a couple of non-Sega characters joining the mix. So we have Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph, the Fun. Disney movie. Uh, he was a good pick in here. And uh, we also get real-life NASCAR racer Danica Patrick, who is, uh, yeah, that, that's that's crazy that she's in here. But okay. We also get a new character that's just called Ages, which is uh, Sega spelled backwards. And it's a full-sized uh, Dreamcast VMU memory card with a little smiley face on it. And uh, that guy drives either the Daytona uh, car, and when he turns into a jet, it's the jet from Afterburner. So he's just kind of a general Sega theme. Well, that character. was also like a series of sort of compilations that they released were called like Sega Ages. So oh, they yeah, sort yeah. of adapted that early. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, PC players got a bunch of really weird exclusive characters. They get uh, Shogun and Willemus from Total War. They get Ryu from Shenmu. They get General Winter from Company of Heroes 2. <laughs> the football manager from Football Manager. <laughs> awesome. And uh, three characters from Team Fortress, the Spy, the Heavy, and the Pyro. Um, the Wii U characters, uh, the Wii U gets to use Miis as an exclusive character mm. if you want to. Um, we also get uh, Metal Sonic unlocked right out the gate mm. instead of having to pay for him as a DLC. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I, I mean, I think I spoiled this last week when I announced this game. This game kind of fucking rules. It's, like, so good. This is one of the better, like, after Mario Kart, this is definitely one of the better kart racers out there, I think. Um, it's more challenging. All the levels are longer and tougher and a little more dynamic. But, like, I I really like everything this game is doing. I don't know. What do you guys think? Lindsay, you're the expert. <laughs> no, I, I really, really enjoyed it. In fact, like, we finished one Grand Prix, and we're like, so should we switch to the other game or no, let's, let's play another Grand Prix, you guys. Like, and then they were about to switch the game. I was like, no, no, I want, I want to play more. Can, I know. Can we play? The, Cause we just unlocked the house of the dead level and the, yeah. the golden ax level. And then the, it's like, the Oh, we got to play fucking Hello unique. Kitty. I, I do like that. They change lap to lap. I hate the controls mm-hmm. for the airplanes. Um, but I, I, I don't mind the drift mechanic. I, I'm a little annoyed that I can't jump because I'm so used to that. Oh, sure. But the chaos is, it's great. I think this is a game that's really hard to be good at. Yeah, yeah. And yet I am. Go I know, figure. I know. How, how, do, how do I do it? I think how do this, I do it? maybe, how, how about this? Hmm. We'll call it beginner's luck tonight. <laughs> and then we'll come back next week. Are you going to go home and practice this one? <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> you can get it on everything. I don't. I, uh, it's you have an Xbox much. 360. That's effort. Oh, yeah, that's I have true. to plug in. Actually, you know what? I gave mine. <laughs> I gave it to Woody. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to play Radiant Silver Gun, you know? Oh, well, of course <laughs> you did. Of course. I can't um, blame you for that at all. Yeah, this game's fun. Like, it, it is a really fun middle ground between sort of the high-level challenge and speed of F-Zero while sort of having, like, the party atmosphere of Mario Kart. Yeah. Um. I think that it probably would be less fun if somebody, if you were playing it with someone who really knew what they were doing. Like, yeah. I, I know what Lindsay's point is about, like, it being hard to be good at it because there is just a lot of 
stuff that happens. Sure. But my biggest criticism is a lot of the parts in the track, it was very hard to tell where to go. Like there, there can, there are there, definitely stages. There's like that. so much visual information, and like the track is very wide, yeah. and it can often look like there's like a section in one of the levels where you can like drop down into the water under the docks, and you'll you know turn into a boat, mm-hmm. or if you stay on the docks, you'll stay as a car. But you can only drop down into the water on like certain predetermined points, yeah, or you'll just like. Whenever you fall off the track in this game, it just gives you a bright white screen with the title, mm-hmm. and then you re- reappear. It's very quick, very quick, but it's still kind of disorienting because you don't know where it put you back. Right. Um, which also contributes to the chaos. But it's like, I felt like if I had played this with someone who really knew where they were going, they would just totally destroy me every time, which I mean, would not be that fun. The shortcuts here really can give you an edge. Like, you can really find your way around. And also, like, you know, Mario Kart has kind of the slingshot mechanic where you'll get uh, more powerful weapons the further back in the race you are, and then they'll get less powerful as you're closer to the front. And this game doesn't really have that. It certainly doesn't seem as strong as Mario Kart. Not as strong. You can definitely get some top-tier items when you're in first place and kind of just solidify. There's a lot of randomness to the the approach here. Like, in between rounds, there's a little slot machine minigame. (laughs) <laughs> uh, where you can collect, uh, you can collect coins on the course, and they're shared between all three, all, all Which your players. We did not realize. We did not realize uh, until like I, 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 we just kept like cycling through it. And it's like, how come I didn't get anything from this? And I'm just like, well, because I, I'm beating everybody to well, pressing the A button. Been, you didn't know either. No, like, I didn't. I still, no, no, it was I, not intentional. I still question it. I still think that there, something seems like there seems no reason for it. Like, they don't explain it anywhere. No. You're the one that seems to be picking up the tokens or coins throughout the game. They seem to be yours, but apparently they're going into, like, a... I don't know. It, yeah, I still like don't like it. I don't get it. It's it's a weird way, like, if you're... if You have to be paying close attention to that loading screen in order to kind of get an edge. And it's only a potential edge. It's a slot machine, so it's random, you know, and you only have five coins at a time to make that work. But uh, it can give you an edge. Like, it'll start you out with a boost or with a hot rod engine or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and it also just contributes to the feel. Like, it is kind of intrinsically unfair that, like, a character would start out with a random power-up. Yeah. But it does contribute to just the weird, like, goofy form here of, like, the game never slows down. Like, even at a loading screen, you're, like, racing to insert your coins first. Which is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I liked that. Uh, I mean, uh, the the items here. I was a little disappointed that they weren't all like Sega themed yeah. somehow. They're all just kind of things. It's but like a firework is a missile. But they're pretty smartly used. I think there's this great like uh, there's a catcher's mitt that you can like oh, drag behind you, and if somebody shoots something at you, you not only catch that item, you now get to keep it, so you can like launch it back at them. Uh, and there's every character has their own unique all-star move. So if you get a star and you activate that move, it'll make you super powerful in a way that's distinctive to your character. It, it does feel a little more like it's just distinctive to like their animation. Like they yeah. all felt like they basically just make your character invincible and go fast the way that a star in Mario Kart would. But like yeah. if you play as Sonic, you get like five rings circling. And if... But like you if you're knuckles, you can you can uh, occasionally like use a, a little force field to like push people away. Oh, okay. Or like a Ralph has the same thing where you can like hit people that are next to you. So okay, there, there is there a are little variety there. Yeah, there are a few. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I I think that's a really cool mode. I mean, so the the single player mode alternates between regular racing or individual challenges. Like one of them was like a drift challenge mm-hmm. where you need to stay drifting within the lines of this uh, uh, course for a certain amount of time to build up more time. And there's a lot of content in this sort of career mode. Um, They're like short challenges, but they're all pretty different, and they all teach you how to play the game, and you can play any of them at an easy, medium, or hard level. Yeah. And there's a very substantial difference in the difficulty. It's a hard game. It really is. Yeah, like a medium, we were pretty consistently getting first, second, third. Uh, but Or on easy, we were consistently getting first, second, third. Yeah. We cranked it up to medium, and it was like... Steven first and then Lindsay and I in seventh and eighth. <laughs> I seriously I, I don't know what to attribute it to, but I was weirdly on fire with both of these games. You were this also time. the only one using the gamepad, which I'm not Might I'm not attributing to that in any way. No. But it is a cool feature of this game is that if you play with three people, oh, usually yeah. a very annoying amount of people to play with in a kart racer game, because either one person has a bigger screen mm-hmm. or there's that 
annoying black box. In sure. The yeah. Here, two people can share the TV, and one person can play only on the gamepad. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, we were we were talking about that. I was like, oh, do you think this will have that feature? And it's like, yes, it does. And very few games that we've encountered mm-hmm. so far have had that. And it seems like just kind of a natural way to play. It's like this in 007 Legends, weirdly. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that this game is five-player or anything. I don't think so. that would be kind of neat. But yeah, yeah, the career mode, it's like there's a lot of gameplay, and you can play, you can still play that mode in multiplayer to keep unlocking stuff. So whether you're playing the career mode or the Grand Prix mode, like your character will gain XP, and that's how you unlock mods for your cart, which I didn't quite figure out. The um, mods or are new interesting. Maybe, yeah. The mods are interesting because you can you can basically just it's not really giving you an edge, but you can reassign some of your stats. So if you get like a handling mod, it'll take some away from your speed, but it'll give your handling a little but, bit better. But there were stickers. There were also stickers for the Meverse. And yeah, you yeah. you you moved too fast for me to know what the stickers well, were. I had to get that slot machine. I, mm, I was a little sad. Well, I don't think you kept taking my stickers away I, from me. I don't think you would have been able to see them anyway because they need to be posted on the online version, which no longer exists. Okay, okay. That's, so there, that's I'll give you a sticker later. I want stickers. I don't have any. I'll give you a sticker. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think I, I was disappointed that I didn't unlock any characters, um, because I don't know how to unlock the characters in this game. We really didn't unlock any. Yeah, it is odd. It's like you would gain levels and it would say like new mod, new sticker unlocked, but maybe you have to get like a, there's no like store where you can go in and like spend your points or something. No, not that I could tell, but, uh, game game runs very smooth. Like it, uh, you know, it, it does move very fast and it can be hard to keep track of what's going on, but it's not really a performance issue. You. No, no. So yeah, that totally goes a long way. I don't know. It's like this game is just it's just a good time. Like it is. It, as long as I don't think it's one that you would necessarily want to take too seriously unless your name is Lindsay Pennington. Yeah, true. Um, but like, you know, it, it's it's kind of like if you can't be the most original game out there, at least be very good. Like I think that's what they're going for here. Like they're not the they're not gonna dethrone Mario Kart, but they're gonna do Mario Kart's thing the best of their ability, and which we, there's something to be said for that. The fact is, like, we've played a lot of Mario Kart. We've spent a lot of time racing through the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. And so it's nice to race through some other levels and some other environments that aren't like, oh, yeah, this is DK Mountain again in totally. some other form. Like, they do a good job, like, mixing up Mario Kart levels, but they're still... You know, there's, there's a degree only that so many places. Right. Whereas it's fun to be like, oh, look, this is like the Shinobi world. Yeah. And yeah. Or like oh, everyone's favorite game, Billy Hatcher. Billy it's like, Hatcher. Thank goodness they're finally getting some Billy Hatcher representation. Exactly. Finally, finally. It's been too long. Chicken boys do not get the proper representation. Again with the chicken boys. The chicken boy craze was um, uh, sweeping the nation. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so the Googles, uh-huh. the Google says on GameFAQs that unlocking characters. Is done in most of them are done in the world tour mode. Okay, so that's career, like is that career mode? That's kind of the single player mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like I guess so you, we were talking about those coins that you get, but you also can get stars, mm-hmm. and so you win certain sprints and versuses and races in particular, and then you have to have enough stars for that character. Oh, okay. And so then, it's going to be better to be playing everything on hard mode because you'll get more stars. I think yeah. so. And then there's a couple where you have to... It, I don't think we ever got to it, but just like N64, there's a mirrored version of the tracks. Right, yeah. There's a time yeah. attack version. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's good to know. So that's that's uh, what I should be aiming for. Yeah, I and I mean, they'll, they'll make you work for it. If you're trying to play on that sort of world tour mode on hard difficulty, you're going to be replaying the same levels a lot. It's very hard. Like, no. Again, F- I keep going back to F-Zero GX, but yeah. like... That game is like kind of infamous for like that career mode is stupidly hard. It's so fucking hard. Just even yeah. on the default difficulty. Yeah. So. Oh, that's actually one of my uh, accomplishments. I think I beat everything in that game. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever beaten a level in that <laughs> yeah. game. Like, it's really, I got really into that game for it's a while. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have any last things to say about this one before we move on to uh, the mirror version of this I game? I think we're all in accord that this game is sweet. It's pretty damn cool. It's pretty damn cool. Check it out. Sonic and All-Star Racing Transformed. Uh, parse your way through the title. If you find Sonic and he's driving a car, that's probably the right one. Get that. Well, I don't know. There's other ones we've just discussed. Oh, don't accidentally it. get the Game Gear one. Yeah, don't <laughs> accidentally get the Game Gear one if you're trying to buy a game for your PS5. It won't uh, fit. Might ha- yeah, it won't work. It won't work. Get your X-Acto knife, put a little slot in there. It's a very advanced machine, but it won't take GameCube. If games, they reorganized games. it mm-hmm. to Sonic Transformed, 
all, star, all well, no, all race. Nope, that's not going to work. See, yeah. I mean, it kind of doesn't matter what order you say it. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it could be stars if they reorganized it, but it's not. It's never going to work. I'm they sorry. I apologize to everybody who listened to me ramble through that. They fucked it up. They fucked it up. All right, let's talk about our second game today, and that is Hello Kitty Cruisers with Sanrio Friends. This was released April of twenty, uh, April fourteenth, twenty fourteen. Developed by Scarab and published by Lightweight, and also released on Nintendo Switch. Very oh man, weirdly, we have a, a sumo and Lightweight going head to head. Oh here. boy, <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna come out on top? <laughs> so Scarab Entertainment—they were founded in Austin and seemingly have not been active since twenty fifteen. It appears they only made this game and a handheld version called Hello Kitty Cruisers Racing 3D. That seems to be all they've done. Their website still has like a coming soon in 2016 kind of thing. So, yeah, they don't exist anymore. How often would you guys say on a weekly basis you do you spend thinking about the scene from The Mummy? where the scarab goes into the guy's arm and is, like, walking around in there. I just watched that movie not too long ago. I would say yeah. at least once a week, I that think. That pops in that. your head once a week? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember anything else from that movie except okay. for that one moment because it really gave me the jubilees. That movie's weirdly gross. <laughs> for a PG-13 movie from 20 years ago, it's weirdly gross. Uh, Lightweight. Uh, they were formerly known as Lightweight Bergsala, and they're headquartered in Japan. Uh, these days, the company is pretty much only focused on Hello Kitty games released only in Japan. But very weirdly, they have a history of hardcore fighting games going back to the 90s. Would you believe that this is the same publisher that made Hello Kitty Cruisers and Bushido Blade? Oh, wow. The, uh, wow. the, the very hardcore, like, one-hit kill, like, samurai fighting game. Yeah, it's that amazing. Fun. Um, I mean, they also did the, the Kengo series, Kabuki Warriors. They did a game adaptation of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, they haven't released a game stateside since 2015, but I just thought that was weird. that The same people who made this game... Made Bushido Blade. Um, to, get, uh, to get us primed up for this game real quick, I'm going to read the entirety of the back of the box oh boy. of Hello Kitty Cruisers with Sanrio Friends. Okay, do it. These are, these are all the features that you can enjoy. Oh, boy. Race with Hello Kitty and her Sanrio Friends. Okay, I guess we got that we got from that. The, the title of the game. It's going to happen. In air, mm -hmm. over water, mm -hmm. on land. Three. Grammatically <gasps> correct. Up to four players. That's and, it, that's and, it. and that's it. <laughs> that's all we get. That's that. That's what you know about this game. That's all you need to is know. That you race in different places, and it's up to four players. And there's Hello Kitty, and she's got friends. All right. So a tiny bit about Hello Kitty, because yeah. we'll we'll never pass this way again. <laughs> Hello Kitty was created in 1974 as a product of the Sanrio Company, which was a at the time it was a mid-sized manufacturing firm that kind of released like vinyl shoes and like little little kind of like. Uh, 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 coin-operated trinkets and things like that. They discovered pretty early on that if they printed cute characters and patterns on their shoes, it would increase sales. And so they started like licensing their own uh, uh, cast of characters, beginning with Kitty White, a.k.a. Hello Kitty. She first appeared on a vinyl coin purse in 1974 and became an instant success. Uh, she was introduced to the U.S. in 1976, which spurred the character's international growth. And since then, Hello Kitty is one of the most successful brands of all time. It earns, it's earned more than $8 billion so far. Just Hello Kitty. Uh, the character is certainly a known commodity here, but in Japan, it's massive. Uh, they have four different theme parks, dozens of stores, branding on just about everything imaginable. I remember them being on, like, uh, peachy folders that yes. girls in my class would have. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where I first encountered it. Like, little girls just had it on their backpacks and stuff, and I didn't know who this character was. And I think she had a cartoon show that was over here briefly. I don't know. I, yeah, that makes sense. It was it was not a character. Like, you know, she's been around since longer than I have, but not she a character. She's an I've odd character in the sense with. that, like, it's this huge sort of worldwide, like, recognizable character, but I don't know. There's barely any media that exists with this character, at least in this country, I guess. Yeah, not, not that we encounter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did learn from uh, reading her biography that she's British. I don't know oh. why. Hell what, Kitty, there was a weird White, controversy, which I, I I feel like we've talked about, I don't know, where they someone came out and said that Hello Kitty was not a cat, but mm. was a girl. Okay. Like, somebody in the company. Like, this, is can, this was canon. Oh. Uh, and then I don't remember how that fallout came. I like, but, oh, you! Wow, I have no idea. I, I, I was not. I assumed this. that we had already talked about this in depth. 
Um, but apparently not. So but, is the idea is that why she doesn't have like a mouth and like she has those dead eyes? It's just because like she's a, a like a mascot in a costume. Lindsay's looking at Lindsay has been promoted to research assistant. Yes, um, yes. Well, she looks this up. I will now read the entirety of the Hello Kitty with oh. Sanrio Friends <laughs> instruction manual included with the game. Please refer to electronic manual. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to learn all about this. That's You're like, thanks for including that piece of paper, which I guess is sad as I was that real manuals got phased out. I guess if that's all they're going to put in there, then it's why bother? Not that's a big a waste loss. Of paper. Yeah. That's a waste of paper. Uh, I mean, well, as, this manual is probably worth like 20 bucks. Probably by <laughs> itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Weird fact about this game. One of the more valuable games on Wii U. It was the most expensive game when I was uh, getting everything and collecting everything. I think it cost me $80 at the time, which is too much to pay for this game. Sure. Uh, but it was also like one of the few Wii U games to go up in value. It was the only I think it might be the only Wii U game I paid more than $50 for. Yeah. Like uh, Devil's Third would now be way more expensive than this game. I sure. think. But uh, because this one randomly, it got a port to the Switch mm. like last year. Okay. Like recently. I don't know why. I, I always and I, thought I do that, feel like, like Devil's Third is a game people like might have some interest in playing if they're weird, perverse people like me. It's at least I, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of felt like Hello Kitty has been in games forever, but really not that many have been released here. I think that she didn't get a first game until 1998 until a, a Game Boy uh, puzzle game. And then it's only just been like a handful of like racing games like this or like uh, uh, DS games, things like that. So, you know, you're talking about like how much it costs you to get this. I think a lot of Hello Kitty's value, I mean, from what I understand, is about collecting. Oh, yeah. So yeah. do you so do you think that the fact that they made this kind of one off game makes it just more like the reason it's expensive is it's more of a collector's item? I mean, it could be. Uh, I I also think it was just released in low numbers and there was almost no interest for it. I mean, I do think Lindsay brings up a good point. Like, if you were excited about collecting Hello Kitty stuff, you might buy this even if you didn't have a Wii U. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I could see that for right. sure. Like, because, I mean, there there's a manageable number of video games in the series mm -hmm. to collect if you're doing that. But I will say it's definitely not driven by quality. <laughs> it is not. All right, let's talk about this game. Uh, I, I found, in my research, I found literally really nothing about the production of this game unsurprisingly but i think we could skip over that because it probably was not too complicated i think somebody at some point said hello kitty mario kart and they went with it and that's all the extent uh, that's the absolute extent of what i they will thought of. like the mario kart knockoffs like i think if i have to play a like sh sort of shovelware lazy knockoff version where they put in a bunch of licensed characters into a thing, I think a kart racer is going to be the most appealing option. Sure. Like, I would rather play that than a Smash Brothers clone. Yeah, it's hard to totally fuck it up, you know? Like, I mean, we this played that... This game makes a valiant this attempt. This game makes but, an attempt. But, I mean, we played that Kung Fu Panda, like, Smash Brothers knockoff, and that was much more unpleasant than this, I think. I want to see Hello Kitty characters fighting each other. Oh, yes. I think that would be <laughs> adorable. It's like, blood noses <laughs> and, like, yeah... Uh, so, all right, so this this may be one of the least ambitious uh, ripoff games I've ever seen. Uh, there are 10 characters to choose from here, including Kitty, My Melody, Karapi, Bad Smaru, Choco Cat. Six of them are available from the start, and the other four are unlockable. What was the one you were obsessed with, Lindsay, that you were trying to get? I wanted to play Cinema Roll. Cinema Roll. Okay, Cinema Roll. I kept forgetting the name. And I we unlocked a very cute penguin named Tuxedo Sam that I was piloting. Around. I mean, I will say, in the interest of saying nice things, and, like, this is the point of Hello Kitty, which it delivers on, characters are cute. They're adorable. Like, like the, this is a cute game. Every like, one of them. it doesn't look good graphically, but, like, it's very colorful and very appealing. Sure. And you're just excited to play. I got to play as this cute little frog man. Everything mm. looks like it's made of candy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that, like... I had Wreck-It Ralph in this game. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He That's on brand. Melvin Alabe. <laughs> Uh, so there are 16 tracks divided into four different circuits, uh, and each circuit has car, there boat, and plane levels. There are not 16 tracks. You're well, lying. That's it is the, a lie. That's the thing. You want to explain <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got yelled at. because li like We're going to continue to yell at you. <laughs> I mean, always. But like Sonic, you play, you know, you, you can only play like the first Grand Prix, and then you have to unlock the others. So we unlocked the second one after doing the very short, very easy first one. And 
they wanted to just go straight into it. And I'm like going back and forth in the menu, like looking at the names. I was like, track one, track two, track one, track two, track one, track Because they all have the same names. And they really are. They're all the same thing, except in one version you fly. In yeah. one version you drive. And that's basically the difference. There's five tracks. Yeah, there yeah. are five. Five. There, there are five, yeah. It's it's pretty blatantly repetitive with it because it's like, this looks familiar. Are they using the same resources? No, it's the same track. Yeah, there's like the village, the a tropical island, your Rainbow Road knockoff, and what was, I already forgot. There's an ice, ice world, Ice right? world, and then like a tropical, you already said tropical it was, island. It was, um, well, it was the island paradise, tropical jungle, the icicle alley, the Town and the Rainbow Road. Okay, look at me. Right. Yeah, it was pretty you good. You did it. You did. That it. was the memory contest. And I mean, to be clear, one of is a one is a tropical island, and one is like uh, 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 a coconut something. Like there are two of them that are pretty similar vibes. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Uh, so it's really four tracks basically that you're replaying. Over yeah, and, and that's over. Your, that's your only mode here is that that mode, and it's like it took us a long time to even figure out how to play multiplayer. Yeah, because it kept saying plug in another Wii remote, and I guess you guys eventually figured out that. It doesn't work if the nunchuck is plugged in. Right, which it doesn't tell us that at any point. Okay, I mean, it says on the they back of the They should have put a little more information in that manual. Yeah, they don't actually right. mention it. Like, yeah, so we, we finally figured out how to play it. When you play with more than uh, one person, the game starts chugging like a ridiculous amount, like so slow. Uh, it, it, yeah, really suffers. So you get only like five items here, I think. They're all kind of like one-to-one counterparts with Mario Kart, except they don't work. Oh, they suck so hard. There's pies, and you will hate pies. Yes. Although they kind of look like cupcakes. I mean, yeah, they're big pink, like cartoon-style pies. There's... But like, but the the pies are supposed to be like your shells, except you can't aim them, and their physics don't really respond to anything. No, it's if, just if kind someone, of blind luck if, if you get somebody. If a character is like more than like. So visually, if they're at like the end of the screen where you can kind of see them, but they're that far ahead of you, you can't you can't hit them at all. And you can't hold items behind you. You can't no. decide to like shoot behind you instead of in front of you. Uh, there's, there's there's no drift mechanic. There's no. no yeah. yeah there, there's traffic cones. Yeah, traffic cones are your bananas. Like, uh, and and but yeah, they just turn into. And the, the traffic cones are kind of funny because if you're in a boat or in a plane, like the traffic cones will appear on a sm- cloud of smoke they sit behind on you. A cloud. Yeah, it's pretty dorky. Um, you get the the rainbow, which is kind of like your superstar, except this game's so broken. Like when you pre- when you activate the rainbow, you get a super speed boost, and the game takes over the controls, so it's gonna drive for you for a good portion of the race. Uh, but it will drive you into a wall. Like it absolutely will drive you into a wall. It is not very accurate. And did we? Do you guys already talk the sense of speed here? Oh which no, yeah, is so or the lack thereof. The lack thereof. You, this game really has the feeling of like you just kind of walking. Yeah, you just yeah. like leisurely walking, and you see, oh, there's a, like a cute little kitty going on in a plane, which would be very cute. Yeah, but like, yeah, you you talked about there's bees that fly around. Both these games weirdly feature bees. They as do weapons. They do. Um, and they kind of just fly around in this game, and you, they're faster than you. They like, are. <laughs> well, and not just that. The speed is not consistent. Mm-hmm. Like you can be, as I was explaining to them during the race, I was like, I didn't. I, there was no mistakes. Like I didn't hit anything. Nobody hit me. I hit all the little speed boosts, mm-hmm. and the other player, like the NPCs, were passing by me in groups. Yeah. And then for some reason, I would speed ahead of them, even though I didn't have a speed boost. I was like, yeah. Well, I. It doesn't make it fair, which doesn't make it fun. I mean, uh, in, compared to the last game that we played, like the tracks are in in Sonic and Sega, the the tracks are so long and detailed and have so many branching paths and so much going on in them. In this game, I think you can complete an entire three circuit race in maybe a minute, less than a minute. They're all incredibly short. And yeah, basically, you complete a cup in this game, and the time it completes to take two tracks. Yes, in Sonic Transformed. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it, even less than it's crazy, and and. There, there are no like obstacles or any kind of like things going on, except occasionally 
like we were doing the rainbow road levels and we were at a section where like some mysterious force was just pulling us all to the left. But and, it, there's no visual cue to why this is happening. No, and we're not sure is the game just glitching out or like But it are was we... glitching out consistently. It so was. it was not I, I think it was intended. I think it was intended. I don't know what it was supposed to be. I, it was kind of a space theme, so I don't know if it was supposed to be like a, a UFO tractor beam or something like that, but Yeah, and it's like Lindsay was saying with like the inconsistency in the speed, it seemed to be like consistent though like on parts of the track like i would go forward into second and then i would hit a certain turn and all of the other cars would go ahead of me but every lap it was at that same spot yeah so it makes me think like this game doesn't have ai it's just the cars are programmed to like speed up and slow down at different areas on the track yeah um yeah this is essentially a game without mechanics yeah yeah which yeah in this like you press a to go and like and you're triggered to shoot and you're triggered to shoot but like that's kind of it like none Pretty of the much. weapons do anything and like there's no sort of getting any good at this game because and you just kind of drive left and right. I don't I don't know. It's I, I feel weird a little bit picking on this game because it's obviously meant for very young children. But you know what? Very young children mischief. Okay? Very young children like Mario Kart. They can play Mario Kart just fine. Like you don't need like a dumbed down, like worse version of Mario I, I Kart. I just I think any child, myself included, mm-hmm would get angry when you can hit the little speed ramp or speed boost and the guy who doesn't and is just going the normal speed somehow is going past you. And it's like yeah. it's like in the car and you're looking and it's like, how? Yeah. Like, there's no point. It's no. just, there's no, no. And and again, I was really good at this and I just won every course. Yeah, and it's, for uh, mysterious you know, reasons. For mysterious no, reasons no I can't why. account for. Yeah, yeah no, no, this is really one of the great mysteries is yeah. like why... Did someone win this game and someone else lose? Because you just wouldn't really hit anything and then Steve would go faster than you. Um, I I didn't point out the other modes. There is also an adventure mode, but like. Oh, I totally missed this. It's. There's a reason I glossed past it because it's just like every single course is like collect 10 lollipops. It's like, okay, that takes 10 seconds. I'll do that. And it's all just 10 lollipops lined up a row. The next level, collect 10 donuts, connect 10 pies. Like every level, it's the same exact thing. Just different shapes of food. That's all it is. Got it. And it's terrible. Um, yeah, bad game. Uh, bad game, but kind of kind of fun. Bad. Kind of compelling. Like, in a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Of just it, it, the actual playing of it is not unpleasant so much as it is boring. Yeah. Like you know, your car still goes forward, which is not like the hot, but it's not like actively unpleasant the way a lot of the games we've played are. No. It doesn't really make you mad. You're just like, man, I can't believe they released this as a product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's the that's the big thing. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I paid a lot of money for this thing. Yeah, yeah and then I get angry about that, too. Sure. But you're getting this quality experience. We'll always exactly. have the memories of the night we played Sonic <laughs> All-Star Racing Transformed and then Hello Kitty Cruise. Exactly, exactly. It's going down in time forever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, all right, I think we have reached the end here. Do we have any final thoughts on either of these? Well, let's good. get, let's let's get, get to ranking. our rankings. All right. Uh, each week we are ranking the games that we have played on the show. Uh, this is going to be our 49th and 50th games that we've played Ooh. on the show. We've gotten up to 50. Um, so I'll start with my rankings here. Um, Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing Transformed. I uh, still got the name wrong. Terrible <laughs> name. B minus or D minus name, yeah. but uh, a B or A minus game. Yeah, I think. I think it's a really, really solid, fun game. I'm putting this at number six. Uh, I think this is gonna this is gonna go right below uh, We Fit You and right above Minecraft Wii U Edition. Nice. Um, actually, uh, reverse that. Right sure. under Minecraft. Right above We Fit You. Um, Hello Kitty, quite a bit worse. Uh, I'm putting that all the way down at number 42. So that's above Cabela's Dangerous Hunts and below 007 Legends. Um, because like you said, it's 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 one of those things, it's so harmless and stupid and asinine, you f- sort of feel bad picking on it. Like you can't say this is game made with uh, a malicious intent. It's just... Well, it is a sense it could be malicious intent, and they're trying to just take money from children who like their brand. Sure. I mean, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But uh, yeah, I'll stick with that. Our rankings, I think, are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Um, This might be, I wonder if this is the most, like, two-game sandwich that is the most divisive in ranking. Yeah. uh, Because Sonic Racing Transform, I also really like, I'm putting it number four. Four. um, Right ahead of Tekken. Wow. Um, Good good placement. Yeah, because... You know, I like both those games. 
I think this and Tekken have like a lot of single player and multiplayer to offer. Yeah. But this game's four player and I don't know. There's just a lot of content here and it's very colorful and fun. It's great. Um, Hello Kitty Racers, I'm putting it number 40. Ooh, 40. Um, which, yeah, it's just laughably slow yeah. and, and goofy. And if it wasn't $80, I could justify paying like... <laughs> two dollars for it as a joke and yeah. be like hey guys we're gonna play this game for 15 minutes like throw this game in this on your- should be a two dollar game yeah yeah this throw, should be. throw this yeah. game in on your weird video game tournament because anyone can play it and have yeah. just as good of a chance of winning as evidenced by steve's consistent first place wins i'm killing it lately um, i'm so, saying yeah it's, it's a weird goofy oddity but not a good game by any respect no no Lindsay, are you gonna defend hello kitty did you uh did you like that more than sonic absolutely not good call no. good call you can stay. <laughs> I can stay? You can. You can so stay. So wait. I, I would have kicked you out. Hypothetical situation. Mm-hmm. You would have kicked me out? Of the window. Yeah. Yeah. I don't no, even I know if you have. can open that window. You can open a window. <laughs> no, I'm a strong you? man. Aww. I worked out once. Oh, it's adorable. I can open it. All right. We have one letter tonight. Let me read that real quick. This letter starts, hey, Steve Woody, and I'm going to take a shot here and say hello, guest. They shot correctly. Uh, a couple. I mean, really, you could just you could probably start saying hello, Lindsay, and like you, you'd be batting pretty good percentage. You've got a one in five last, chance. Yeah, last couple of weeks. Uh, so a couple of episodes ago, uh, one of you mused as to whether or not there were any coming of age games, and I immediately thought of a few that might fit the hmm. bill. There's a game called How Do You Do It by Nina Freeman I've that tasks this game. Have you? That tasks you uh, as an 11 year old girl with using dolls to discover how sex works. It sounds like kind of a goofy premise, but it's played with earnestness to give players an idea of what it's like to be a child going through what can be a confusing and sometimes scary time. It's a, it's a, it's a very small indie game. Yeah. Like it's, like, it's one of those 99-cent Steam games. Yeah. Might even be free, but it's cool. Uh, there's another game by Anna Antropy, which is called Dysphoria, which uh, recounts her experiences with gender dysphoria and hom- hormone replacement therapy. Wow. I'd uh, also probably throw my hat over the fence to call Celeste a great coming-of-age story. I just want to chime in with some games developers folks may not have heard of. And a bonus, if you'd like a question, I'll ask, what are some of your favorite games that tell personal narratives, either uh, from the player or for the player character? And yours most sincerely, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. I don't remember why we were musing about that, but the first either. thing that comes to mind is, uh, I feel like Ocarina of Time is basically a coming-of-age story, right? Sure, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. In, you, know, you literally you, go through puberty in that you, game. Yeah, exactly, and sort of starting as like inheriting this... Getting a fairy is like your bar mitzvah in the Kokori Woods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then to sort of emerge as adult Link and be the hero of Hyrule is, yeah. is a cool moment. That's a good poll. Yeah. Uh, the actual question was games about, like, narrative. Like I just played stories, this game yeah. called What Remains <laughs> of Edith Finch. Nailed and it. This game, yeah, is a very impressive nail. Just rewind this podcast to about two, three minutes in. Yeah. And, um, as long, I don't remember if that was pre or post Lindsay and I arguing about Leisure Suit Larry, <laughs> but uh, I think it was post. So go past that part and hear what I said about what remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. Um, the game, the. It was before, yeah. The game, uh, The Beginner's Guide, which I think I have also brought up on this podcast, um, is a really cool, weird narrative thing uh, from the creator of The Stanley Parable. Oh, he's nice. kind of reflecting on. Um, just sort of lessons that he learned while making the Stanley Parable and what it means to be someone who's sharing personal messages in games that you make and want people to consume. It's a cool idea, and I I, I hope more uh, uh, game developers start doing that, like making very personal, like intense games like that. Like, I mean, there's tons of them out there. The problem is a lot of them are like on itch.io sure. or like just buried in the Steam recesses, um, and they just don't have a lot of opportunity to you know, get out there. But clearly, listeners there, like Jeff, yeah. you know, there's people out there who care and want to find them. I mean, you know, he mentioned a couple that, like, are, are working within the queer space. I think there's a lot of great, like, queer games, like Gone Home or uh, the Don't Nod games, like Life is Strange or Tell Me Why, like, are all exploring, like, specifically very clearly, like, intimate, personal queer stories, which I think is great. Uh, I This also made me think of a game I played several years ago for the PS3 called Papo e Yo, which is... Uh, it, it's from a Brazilian developer, and you play as a little boy who's like a, a victim of abuse. And in order to escape from that, he kind of creates this big uh, monster uh, avatar for himself that kind of follows him around. But the avatar is supposed to represent his alcoholic father, and so sometimes he'll lose it, and the monster will just become an uncontrollable rage beast, and you'll need to escape it. 
uh, and it takes place in all the favelas of uh, uh, Rio, and it's it's a really smart, really good, uh, cute little game. So I would say that. Lindsay, do you have a poll? I know this was kind of dropped on you. Um, no, I, I really like what you said about the the Life is Strange games. Yeah, I very much could get that feel. I I only played the the first one, and not the technical sequel to it, but the the one where it's about the kid and his brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called, but I know what you're talking it's about. Still, I think it's still considered Life is Strange, but it's it's a different title. And I I didn't I actually never finished it. I never got the last episode, but I think both of those games very much give me that feel. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh do we I think that's all we have for I this have episode. Something you have something. Because I remember we were gonna say this like a couple episodes ago and we keep blanking on it because we just get so engaged in the conversation. Oh yeah. Um if you want to hear us talk more, which you probably don't need unless uh yeah, certainly not if you subscribe to our Patreon because you hear a lot of us. But um we are on a different podcast. Um we guessed it on a podcast for our friend Zach, who mm-hmm. has been on this show occasionally. That podcast is called Co-Hops. Co-Hops. C-O-H-O-P-S. And their gimmick is they drink a beer. Mm-hmm. I, uh, often it's local to this area. Um, they describe and review the beer. And then they just talk about general gaming news. So I think we're on the episode entitled co-hops x ultra 64 clash of podcasts okay which is, yeah, which yeah, is a very right. very fun title yeah. it's from a it's from a couple weeks ago maybe even a month ago but that was a fun episode and they're really cool guys so if you want more dudes talking about video games in your ear That's check us. out check out co-hops good but yes thank you for plugging that absolutely um Lindsay, thank you so much for being here once again i uh, appreciate having you two weeks in a row i don't know if we've ever had a guest two weeks in a row so, I mean, I can come back next week if you want me to, and then I'm, I won't be a guest anymore. Could I just be? Um, uh, it's not really a co-host if there's more than two, is it? Can I? Can I sure. be something else? I just you can don't. be. You can be infinite co-hosts. Yeah, you can have. You can have fifty thousand white men on infinite. a podcast. No. And you you may not want to be here for next week's yeah, episode. Yeah, let's let's hear what we're playing next. Is we're playing a decide. game. I have no idea what this is, but I'm sure it's going to be bad. It's called ESPN Sports Connection. Okay, no. I'm no done. clue what that we're is. Done. I'm interested. I imagine it's going to have something to do with sports and maybe connecting, forming mm-hmm. connections with people uh, through ESP, the psychic ability that ever. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think I have that right. So tune in next week for ESPN Sports Connection, and uh, we will see you all then. Vroom, vroom, driving away, fast, explosions, Hello Kitty, yeah. Bye. America, the land of the free, is she up with pure energy, and every day she has to take more speed. America, the home of the brave, is popping pills to keep up the pace. Every day she cries out.